Rory, not her real name, is a 27-year-old based in Metro Manila who grew up in Davao City. She speaks to us about her experience with her father, a passionate Duterte supporter. Rory, thank you for being with us today and sharing your thoughts. Um, so your first question would be, can you describe uh, what happened with your father? Okay, so I grew up as a only child and of Papa's girl. And she, I mean, he was actually the one who influenced me when it comes to my opinions and stands when it comes to politics. Uh, but when after our president was placed as current president, um, I kind of jumped ship afterwards, like I think around a year after his administration is ongoing na. That's when we started to talk about things. But my dad is, uh, I can describe him as a full-blown DDS who listens to everything in Facebook and YouTube when he wakes up until he sleeps. Like, it's the first thing you hear in our house in the morning is Duterte or Moka already talking like breakfast mo yon, lunch mo yon, dinner mo yon, while watching mo- a movie, watching the TV, or watching Netflix. That's also playing the background. And then I would, I'm, I'm objective when it comes to these things. Like I personally voted for him, but for me, after you vote for someone, the next thing you have to do is, okay, singila na ngayon ng promises. So I was objective about things. And then my dad was, kumbaga parang, you're so smart. Ganun yung kanya whenever I voice things out. So from there, it's not just a matter of differences in political views. Up and naging parang gradual siya na we don't talk anymore because we are always in conflict and then it always goes back to your fe- he feels like I'm being too smart for him or like nagmamayabang na ako. But it all started with a difference in opinion when it come it came to this admin. And this this state of affairs is kind of exacerbated by the fact that you grew up in Davao City. Yes. I was born and raised in Davao City. I lived there up uh, I lived there, I studied there and then I just left the city two years after I graduated for work. Mm. So going back to your arguments with your father, can we ask what specific issues you had differences in opinion on? Siguro one thing that we really had a strong, may strong impact sa akin was nung nilibing si Marcos mm-hmm. sa Bantayog. Eh, no, not Bantayog. Libingan mm-hmm. ng mga bayani, rather. Um, at that time, I was still confused about my opinion about the admin. But given that I taught history, Philippine history, after I graduated, I'm not an expert, but I'm pretty um, educated about itself. And even the symbolism of that action, the thought process. And then I also had friends who were, they basically worked inside the Libingan. And then parang I knew what happened and how it was actually processed. Hindi naman as in super detailed, but there was an idea of how it was processed. And it was a very simple post na parang, 
hashtag never again and then I was replying to people sa Facebook about my opinion. I was correcting them na, as a teacher of history, like that, like that. And then I got a message from both him and my mom. But my dad talaga yung specific na parang don't be parang masyado ka nang matalino porket nagtuturo ka lang, porket graduate ka lang ng ganitong school, ganyan, ganyan. You feel like you're that smart already. Dapat mag-move on na tayo. And then I was explaining to him the symbolism of that um, action. And that's why it's been parang maraming ayaw nun because of this, because of that, about the human rights violations. I was, edu- I was trying to educate him. And it's not just educating him, but reminding him because he was the one who actually explained to me what happened during martial law. But he was also the one who parang kumbaga, let's just move on and let go. And I know it was related to this admin's way of telling us to move on mm. from this issue. So from there, I remember going, I say I used to live in Makati. I went to Katipuna and I had friends there. Uh, we had to drink it over because we were so affected that these people, parang it's not a matter of like politics lang eh or opinion. Parang value siya na you've been believing in for so long. And then the same person who taught you about this would be dismissive mm. about it. So it was pretty personal. And then yun, that was one of the parang very highlight. Na after that, okay, I won't share anything na lang at home. Like mm. after that, I won't, I won't post that much or I'm very, cu- I'm very careful with how I caption things or something. How did it feel for you that this kind of reaction was coming from your parents? From your parent, at least, your father. Your father. I don't know how to put it in ter- like a specific term, but kung sa millennial term pa, nashukt ako. <laughs> Kasi sila yung nagturo, sila yung umbaga, I took up a social science course. They funded me to go to a good school. So the assumption is they want you to become educated and they want you to think. And I grew up in a household wherein we can voice our different opinions. And even if we have different perspectives, accepted siya na parang, ah, okay, that's okay. At least you're thinking. Hindi at least, but it's good that you're thinking. We're proud that you can think that way. And then, mm. all of a sudden, because of this person, biglang, ang salita na is, masyado ka nang matalino. Marang kasalanan ko po bang pinaaral niyo ako. Mm. Parang ganun na yung feels. And then, it's hard to, like, say something at home na because I have second thoughts of sharing my opinion because instead of them taking it as an opinion or a stand, as an educated stand on something, it becomes me, like they feel like I'm rubbing it on their faces, that I'm smarter than them. Well, in fact, that's not it. So the household, instead of me wanting to stay at home and like talking to my parents, there's, there's really a, there was really a rift up until now Nah, I can go on for weeks not talking to my parents. I feel guilty about it, but the ending is we'll always fight. So you don't want to like argue with your parents. So I have to make sure na okay, wala masyadong issue. Parang pinag-iisipan mo bago ka tumawag sa parents mo. 
na hindi naman dapat idea di ganun. Kasi baka mapag-usapan na naman kayo. Parang hindi na siya, instead of your family becoming your safe space to actually voice out your opinion, it becomes that place na you have to pace yourself first mm-hmm. if you're in a good place before you talk to them and you're not that comfortable and then you're filtering out the words that are coming out of your mouth. So, ideally, it's not a good place to be in, especially that these are your parents. Mm. So, you had arguments before, but they never reached this level, na. No. Mm. And wh- why do you think this kind of issue, what's the difference with this issue, with politics, with the Duterte presidency that makes them immovable? Um, yung mom ko, amazingly, na-move na siya. But, she's at that point na, kasi nga, I'm, we're from Davao. Sawa na siya, and then medyo conservative si mama. So, may mga values si Duterte na ayaw niya. Like yung rape jokes, um, the way he treats women, and then being dismissive about it, and then just saying it's a joke. Yun, parang, ano na, medyo sh- na-shake na si mama. But si papa, on the other hand, I don't know how they did it, but there's this way of, like, the way I analyzed it, because they were able to like concentrate on his social media because there was at some point in my life that I wanted to snatch my dad's tablet and like just hack into his Facebook and unfollow things. Na nakita kong hindi naman siya valid source, hindi siya reliable rather na source, but because they were very dismissive about mainstream media and reliable. Um, like media platforms already and they were able to like really dismiss na these are valid there are bias and stuff like that parang ganun na yung mindset nila with everything and then because they were so good at dismissing these reliable sources yung mga tao then that were able to go to this different social media platforms let's say for example blogs or pages parang ang galing na parang panata nila to listen to this, and even if it's opinionated, naniniwala na sila. And then, naging everyday thing na. Like what I said earlier, my dad listens to it breakfast, lunch, before he sleeps. Up until lahat kami naka-earphones na lang sa bahay. So, zero communication at home na. And then, si Papa, sobrang strong na. Hindi, kasi ito, they were able to present logic they were able to present different perspectives and facts. Na if you're going to listen to it, ako I take step, I take a step back. To parang ang galing pagka-explain na to the point na feeling mo valid yun. If ayaw mo mag-research, kasi feel mo yun na yun. But if you're going to look into these things, parang teka ibaya tayong source. Teka yung source mo nito hindi siya reliable. So parang feel ko kaya naging sobrang strong because they were really good at packaging these things na naniniwala talaga yung tao. Did you ever try to tell your dad that he should doubt yung mga sources ng social media accounts na to or na baka fake news yung binabasa niya? And what did he say to that? Uh, yeah, I did try. I really did. But it's, his response would be either, yun na nga, parang nagmamagaling ka whenever I try to teach him na I'll mention a certain media platform na, ah, you should read this or you should listen to this. Bias naman yan sila. 
or like pa this is how you there was this one point na i told him pa this is how you look into sources if they're reliable i was teaching him how to validate sources yeah Payas yan sila. Mabuti pa yung mga vloggers or bloggers. Ito sila, they're giving us facts because they are ordinary citizens who see things. That's why you should listen to them. Ganun yung pagdi-dismiss niya about it. And then the last part is the same. Parang nagmamagaling ka na naman. Yun yung paulit-ulit. Nagmamagaling ka na naman. This would hurt you to hear him say that. There was a point na yes, very hurt ako. Kasi nga, it goes back to why am I, why are you taking it against me that I'm I'm thinking that I'm trying to voice out my opinion. But it came to a point, especially with my work right now, kontra siya sa trabaho ko eh, na parang my goal already is to help educate him. Step by step. Like, I'm not expecting it to be done overnight. But at the very least, he sees na parang, pa, we did this, pa, we read this. Bahala na basahin mo. Pero dinadahan-dahan ko na. So, may hope ka ba na one day he'll accept your opinion? Siguro 5% hope, 95% wala. But I try. I mean, Filipino values. You go always go back to your family. And then, Wala naman atang pamilyang walang conflict. It's part of the cycle. And I will always be there for my family. But naging parang ngayon we're in the process of solving things. Yung naging rule na lang is not to talk about politics at home. At all. Dati nag-uusap pa, sino babotohin mo? Ganyan. Ngayon, completely wala na. That's parang our way of mending the relationship. Mm. So, uh, do you think that Duterte, President Duterte, has had something to do with how divisive things are now with in society, like within families, within barcadas? You see these kinds of rifts also, and um, a lot of people are saying this is only coming out now in this administration. Uh, before, before, hindi ganon ka widespread yung very strong invested beliefs in a certain official. Um, so do you think he contributed to this state of affairs? I think yes, because even his way, his way of, yung way niya sa politics, it, though that, eh, I'm not a political analyst or what, but the way I see it was, even if they used um, a personal approach before, whenever they try to campaign, whenever you try to get the you know, the popular vote. Ito kasi, I never, though there were attempts to explain his platform, more on personal yung approach niya. And more than that, I don't think your people, the people you're leading, would do such thing if your leader isn't leading you to do those things. Which things? Um... Let's say, for example, the way you're. I'm thinking of a specific thing. Na, Let's say, for example, the way he answers the press. Mm. Um, there are attempts that you can see that he's trying to become objective about it. 
but hindi nawawala yung way na pabalang siyang sumagot. Which is for me, it's very un sorry for the term, but unprecedented. And kumbaga, if you're working for someone who's like that, yung comms mo din, they'll see na, ah, okay lang pala, kasi yung presidente, yung boss namin, ganyan, magsalita. So, okay lang na ganun din kami magsalita instead of taking a step back when you're press, um, giving a press con or something. Mm. So, you're referring to his language, yung cuss words yes. niya, the way he threatens yes. critics. Mm-hmm. So, you think that that kind of fueled this, the animosity that his supporters have for their quote-unquote enemies? Yes. Parang it, it was a subtle way for him to make the general public feel like he's one of them. Kasi he's using a common language. He's using the language of quote-unquote the people instead of a language that's stepped back and filtered and very, ano ba? Yung parang within the ethics of communication. Which is, for the general public, it's either they feel there was a way of, because of how he talks to the general public, parang sat, in a subtle way, na-feel nung target niya na parang, ay, he's one of us. And then that's how he was able to make this very strong relationship with his followers, with mm-hmm. his, uh, how do I, hindi kasi siya yung parang voters na lang ngayon eh. Parang, hindi din siya fans. Parang, for me, the way I see it, even with my dad, parang just niya si Duterte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think this atmosphere has made it harder for people to be critical and to voice critical opinions about the government? Yes. It had definitely done that because there's now, the way I see it, there's now a practice na you just take things as it is instead of taking a step back. Kasi parang, okay na yan, may ganun factor yung admin. Okay na yan. Ito naman talagang gusto ninyo. Tapos meron pa siyang way of saying na, like, for example, yung sa, for example, the, the I'm not so familiar with the technical term, but let's say, for example, when it came sa, ano ba? Basta ang way niya kasi, I can't really go back to like the facts, ha? Um, more like, he will give you what he thinks he will give the public what he thinks and what he knows the public wants to hear. And then the public would think like, ah, he's listening to us kasi ito yung bibigay niya. Pero if you want to really, so parang feeling, alam mo yung parang, gusto ko ng toy. So therefore yung bata, ay binigay yung laruan. Pero hindi mo alam, meron pala yung kapalit. Parang ganyan yung labas. So hindi ka na nag-iisip. And then afterwards, ay hala, kaya niya pala binigay yung toy kasi behind this toy I don't know something like that last question where do you do you think where do we where do you think we can go from here given this very divisive state of affairs any next step how do we heal the wounds and bridge the gap between you know these relationships that have been that have been ripped apart because of politics I'm asking the same question <laughs> as much as I want to give you an answer I'm also asking the same question because of my situation with my parents. 
Kasi ano talaga siya? May it's not just with my parents eh, even with my friends. Ganun. So from there, I also want to know what others could suggest. Because mm. I'm the last half now of Duterte's term. So, do you have hope that at least the last half might be more, instead of divisive, maybe mas, mas may ano na, effort to, to make amends with each other, na baka people will start getting along more because at least patapos na yung presidency ni Duterte? Naman time pressure no. <laughs> Kasi mahirap talaga siya sagutin given na it's a very personal question for me given my situation. And ako mismo naghahanap ako ng paraan na how can I Kasi I'm very careful with personal relationships eh. I really value my family and friends and ako mismo even if I feel strongly about these things yung solution ko was to shut up. But, here's the but, I know that's not the right thing to do. It's just that I don't have the courage to, like, step up because as much as I want to give my opinion about these things and as much as I love my country, boils down to I love my family and friends more. That's the sad reality of that's my sad reality. Mm. So, if someone could actually answer your question, I'd really like to know their answer because I want that to happen then. But I hope there would be... Sana may ano, sana may... Sana may someone from the admin who would actually try to help people. I don't know mm. how they'll do it, but actually show people na instead of labeling people as Dilawan or DDS, at the end of the day, realistically speaking, the administration and this party list or these parties would dissolve in the long run. At the end of the day, what we have is our country. And what this country needs isn't if you're red or yellow. It's you being a Filipino. More than just pledging to someone you voted for, your responsibility is to the Philippines. Not to your president, not to the senators. Actually, kung sa diplomacy, if you go back, I mean, not diplomacy, if you go back to democracy, you vote for someone, but after you vote for someone, yung power talaga is nasa tao, hindi nasa someone who's in, quote-unquote, in power. These people are trusted to lead the country. So the people should I hope someone would remind them na more than just whoever you voted for, you're a Filipino. And at the end of the day, you should be reminded na, teka, yung ginagawa mo ba para sa Pilipinas o para, para makuha mo yung boto namin? Sana may someone na magre-remind na yung responsibilidad talaga natin nasa Pilipinas. Alright. Thank you, Rory, for sharing your thoughts and your experience. And thank you for speaking to our audience. Music